0: Well, it's April 24, 2022. This is Ablecraft, episode 28. I'm Abel Kirby.
1: And I'm Sir Spitzer.
0: Wow. We just got back from the Kansas City Bitcoin luck party. That's okay. right. As I like to say.
1: This is this is wild. Me doing the fade. <laughs> yeah. Usually oh, just... yeah. It's a
0: manual fade. Yeah. Now just that you're the... in control, you got to yeah. do it.
1: I could do the... Uh... A little fade on the MOTU, but there's two channels. i got a oh, left and a right, so can't really click and drag well, both of them it at the same time.
0: So we had to bootstrap Spencer to uh, to produce Ablecraft today. Uh, That's right. So, so uh, it's kind of fun, you know, to see how you do things. I've been watching you when we did bowl, uh, Bowls with Buds, uh, how everything was getting put together. And it was a lot of fun, actually, to see the, the process uh, and how it's completely different than mine. Yeah, there's a
1: <laughs> method to the madness, and it's uh, a shameful method because... Uh I know enough about programming to <laughs> to set up a method that's much easier. But yeah. uh you know, when you're in like a when you're in a certain rut of doing things,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um it actually takes more time to change your method and then it will save you time, but you know
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's an investment there. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh we call it NRE sometimes. That's non recurring engineering.
1: Ah, yes, yes. <laughs> there,
0: there you have it. It's a, the uh the topic of today, I think, is the Bitcoin block party. That was the big thing that we got done. We It's been on the roster for a long time. Yes. And uh, various circumstances. We had to postpone a lot of episodes here. Uh, but that's all over with. And we made it to the Bitcoin block party in one piece. Yeah. Uh, and uh, got to set up our booth we got to set up, uh, you know, with the tent, and there's photos of that. Actually, uh, I think some of them made it to No Agenda Social. Have they been to Podcasting yet?
1: podcastindex.social uh, yep. is where they started, and awesome. boosted their way over to No Agenda Social, and even the coveted quote tweet from the uh, Podcast Index Twitter. So, oh yeah, we're really uh, we're really
0: doing the numbers today, boys. Was it a, was it a Dave? It was a band, was it?
1: I believe Dave boomed it. Boomed I, I'm it. pretty it boom. sure that uh, Dave runs the uh, podcast index Twitter. That's yeah. just my assumption, though.
0: Well, that was a hell of a lot of fun, and I'm glad we got to go do that. We pulled in just before noon or something like that. Yeah. Packing it was a, in.
1: Right before noon. So and, it was, uh, uh, One of the first ones out of the gate.
0: Oh, we got the best spot, too. Yeah, we really did. We got the first vendor booth, and we got the prime real estate for Podcasting 2.0 and, uh, yes. and all of the other stuff that we were doing there.
1: Our big uh, banner. The banner ended up being so clutch because it was like this visual aid that we were constantly referring to as we were explaining what the hell was going on. Oh, yeah. And we also didn't talk to a single person. I didn't at least talk to a single person who wasn't familiar with at least one of those shows on the banner.
0: (laughs) Um, I talked to a couple people who were um, mainly drawn by the, uh, the audio stuff. So, uh, for those who haven't seen the photos, we had two tables in an L shape, and the the front one, which had, you know, the front-facing one was all Lauren's, uh stuff. Yep. And she was making sales like no one's business. Oh, yeah. She, she, has, uh,
1: she has the gems and minerals, and then a few other things like uh, sage bundles and Palo Santo wood, and uh, some dream catchers that she handcrafts. And, yep. But uh, she... She has the advantage of having shiny things for sale, and people really, really love shiny they things. to
0: love it. I was impressed at how many... Uh... Now, I didn't know what the audience was going to be for this thing, and I figured there'd be more nerds, but it turns out there were more kids. Yeah, there was, <laughs> there was a, a good,
1: of... good amount of kids, which which gave us the perfect opportunity to give a lot of uh, Fun Fact Friday cards out.
0: Yeah, we gave those out. Uh, we were giving Fun Fact Friday uh, stickers to the kids. Are, are they stickers?
1: or? Uh, they were just... Uh,
0: little... Uh, 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 cards, cards, and the bowl With after rounded corners. the bowl after bowl uh, was actually a sticker though. Yeah, right? yeah, yep. And so we gave the we said, "Oh, yeah, here's for the kids. You get bowl at the uh, for the kids. You get fun fact Friday." And for mom, here's bowl after bowl. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's right. That was a lot of fun. It was all transacted in Sats. Um, even the wily ones who didn't really want to do it. You know, they had some people there who would exchange Sats for. Uh, fun coupons. Mm-hmm. Not fun coupons. So
1: yeah, it was so funny. We had this one guy who, like, really was fixated on one of the crystal skull. Lorian had these little crystal skulls, uh, for sale, and he was like, "You take cash, you know." And we were kind of like, "Well, it's not really the point of this thing, no. you know." Like, uh, we they were all even priced in sats. Like, we we put all of our prices in sats. Mm-hmm. we're like, we're taking sats, and then we're taking this many sats for all of this stuff.
0: The Bitcoin block party, that's Come what you on. do.
1: It's like, uh, it's the point of this is we're teaching you how to do this. It's money. We yep. can use money together. And um, he was like, well, I don't know, he's like paranoid about the
0: IRS and stuff. He was more than, he was like, oh, well, you know, I'm, uh, the IRS really pays attention to me, and uh-huh. I only, I have half a Bitcoin, and he's, you know, he was kind of saying his. Uh, ah,
1: I see well, and there's there's this other trap, and I think we've mentioned it briefly on the show before, but uh, I've had pushback from people who've been coining for a long time, even. A lot of them, they're like, oh, no, I don't spend my Bitcoin. You don't spend Bitcoin. You can't spend. It's too rare to spend. <sighs> and it's like, all right, well, you know, you're know, you asking me if you can give me cash for it. You can take that cash. You can make it Bitcoin and then give me the Bitcoin from it. And so what we ended up doing, because it's like, he really wanted the skull. We really wanted his 50 bucks. <laughs> And we really wanted to turn it into Bitcoin and have it to like, you know, crank up the numbers and say, you know, we had this and we made it work. So we, you know, we, we pointed out the Bitcoin ambassadors walking around and we were like, sir, you can just give them your 50 bucks and then come back with the Bitcoin you get and keep the rest. Yep. You know, that's the best part is like, uh, you get to keep the change in Bitcoin and add it to whatever your nut is, you know, but Mm -hmm. we were like, all right, you tell you what, give me those 50 bucks and then we'll take it over there to those
0: guys and do it for you. It's fine. Yep, yep.
1: And so that's what ended up happening. That was our one cash sale.
0: So there is a uh, something that came out of that. My thought process on it was that's probably something you have to be ready to do if you're going to sell. It, it, now, Bitcoin block party is one thing because it's on the surface, it's it's all Bitcoin and it's advertised as Bitcoin. You don't want to do anything else. But you know, any other venue you're in, you probably want to have um, the ability to take all different kinds of things like yes and even if you're going to take cash and then convert it to bitcoin or something like that you know the exchange rate for that um i think we could take a lesson from the tourist uh industry in some places where they have a local currency and you might be able to pay in u.s dollars and what they'll have is a little placard uh, maybe on the front desk of something and uh, let's say it's a tourist shop i'm thinking of like a tourist shop in like jamaica or something like that where sure. they have their own currency but they'll take your dollars but they'll take it at a slightly advantageous exchange rate so yeah okay well if you exchange if you want really want to pay with dollars that's okay but there's going to be like a couple percent markup for it right and if you don't want to pay the markup you can go and get local currency and uh you know spend that here you know uh, We don't care, but if we're going to do the work for you, you know, we'll mark it up. So my thought on it was, if I was going to do this again, I'd want a little placard on the front and we'll take whatever we think the fluctuation in Bitcoin is for the week or the day or whatever, add a couple percent, uh, and then print it out and put it on there. Because what I imagine, what, what happens in these places is that they post the exchange rate and then what they'll do is they have a big fat calculator and they type in the... Type in the number, and they turn the calculator around, and they show you your uh, fiat, your your US dollar version. But we do that with fiat fun coupons. So you'd say, okay, well, yeah. this is the rate, and this is the number of sats, and that's what you—that's what US dollars would be if you're paying it. Yeah, and uh, also no change. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so. we don't
1: we don't have that shit to give change in, so no. no change available. Nope. Yeah, that, it was it was so eye opening because I've read a lot about how to do this stuff especially when it comes to BTC pay server Um, but I haven't really actually tested it in the field or had like a real world application for it really let it fly let it launch until today Mm. and this was all of our business we did off of a BTC pay server install running on my Raspi Blitz node Lorian has another uh, iteration running on her umbral node that she can pull invoices for and um we have the option so I can generate a invoice through Zeus if I want to do it in sats, which we were preferring to do everything in sats because we had already priced pre-priced it in sats, ignoring the current exchange rate and just the night before we priced everything reasonably yeah, in, yeah. in sats of an even number, you know, rounding up or down to make it 10,000 sats or 25,000 sats or whatever that yeah, made yeah. sense. Uh, so I was generating those invoices with Zeus. And then BTC Pay Server, at least the deployment that we had to work with you can punch in in a pos the dollar amount and then it just generates an invoice based on the up-to-date exchange rate right uh so both of those were working via our phones over tour to the to the bitcoin note
0: yep i was using breeze the entire time and um I was able to do things. So they had refreshments. The way they had the Bitcoin block party set up is they had basically a storage facility, which let us use their front lot. And uh, most of the parking lot was right next to U-Haul. And they had one stipulation was you can't block the U-Haul return lane for anyone who brings a U-Haul truck in. And, uh, but we can block off the other parts of the parking lot. And right at the end of the day, uh, it, late afternoon, did you see there's a, there was a U-Haul box truck that got stuck in the, the Bitcoin yep. thing. They didn't Uh-oh. know what the hell was going they like, on. They made is the this wrong deal? turn. Yeah. <laughs> they missed their turn and, uh, ended up stuck in Bitcoin land.
1: <laughs> Oops. It's happened to the best of us yep. at one point or another.
0: But, you know, there was a little, um cantina restaurant where they serve burritos and uh beer and margaritas and uh it was cool i walked over and i got some beer and i paid i got a corona and i paid in sats yeah which was uh, fantastic right out of breeze you know where yeah. he, they had a guy there who would just punch in whatever it was and it wasn't like bitcoin people it was the restaurant company itself you know the normal guy who works there was just had a phone with Bree uh no he had um uh, what was it? Moon,
1: moon, yeah, and a a moon wall. Yep.
0: And uh, they that worked really well. It seemed like for most of the day, and then there was a period when it went down, mm-hmm. and it was right after you went up. um I know you went up and you got some refreshments for yeah. uh, you and laurie And I was waiting for a transaction to clear on Breeze, or uh-huh. it was I had an on-chain transaction, so it was like, well, I have to wait till it shows up here before I can actually go spend it. So yep. I was sitting back. And anyway, by the time I got up there, there was a little huddle of all the, uh, the Bitcoin. Uh, what do they call it? The. Uh...
1: It's the uh, ambassadors. Ah, there. yeah,
0: the ambassadors. The Bitcoin were ambassadors. Hanging out there and trying to figure out what's wrong because they started declining, uh, f- failing payments. I must have from...
1: smushed their last channel or something.
0: Well, it wasn't completely smushed because I had a. Uh... <sighs> to move that out of the way so maybe we could stop the static oh, yeah we had a uh, an invoice for I think it was twenty dollars worth of SATs uh, who had bought you know a couple things and it failed and they were going back and forth trying to make a new invoice and see what the hell's going on and I walked up with Breeze and said, well I don't know just make an invoice let me test it I'll pay for it and so they had a I don't know why they typed in ten thousand sats, so I, gave, I donated ten thousand SATs oh, to it neat. because I said well I'll try it and see if it passes or not I just scanned the invoice that was open. And um it was a little; it was less than what the other invoice was, right? Sure. And the uh, it went right through. Mm. And so I said, "Oh, that's cool. Can I get a beer?" <laughs> and uh, he said, "Okay." And then he rung up. I already he paid, you know, for some other guy's stuff, and uh, so he rung me up, and I got it was like a four dollar Corona it was some number of sats, and it was just uh it failed right there, mm. and it just worked a second ago, and so we were going back and forth and. I was talking to Adam, uh, one of the guys there. And it sounded like they they had a liquidity problem. Yeah. Um, for Moon and Moon the uh mm. the service is pretty interesting because it, have you looked at the literature on it? And they're... I've
1: not read a lot of docs on Moon. I have used the wallet like a couple of times. Uh, Moon and Blue are two things that I've used. And if I'm remembering right, Moon is like one of those wallets where you can send on-chain to an off-chain address and vice versa, and it's like, it plays really well between the on-chain, off-chain dance.
0: In this case, we were all off-chain. Okay. So I was sending sats, and they were accepting sats, but they had no inbound liquidity was the problem. And right. the way Moon works, or the way it's supposed to work, is it automatically opens and closes and routes channels internal to itself. So it's supposed to have a network with a bunch of liquidity. I see. And it decides, oh, this Moon wallet needs more uh, needs more liquidity, and it automatically creates it. And so um, the, the supposition was, for some period of time, the internal to Moon, internal to their system, uh, there was some liquidity... Uh, freeze Mm. where it was either they ran out and then the system hadn't kicked in and updated it yet. But it seemed to fix itself after a while because I I went and sat back down. I'm disappointed now. I'd get a beer. right? (laughs) But I walked back. I saw uh, maybe five minutes later. I said, hey, let's try again. I went back with uh, some of the ambassadors who were there and was talking to them again. They said, oh, we think it's fixed now. It seems like it's working. So I did try it and it just worked. So I guess in that sense, Moon fixed itself. But it was not a good... That that kind of thing can't happen for a point of sale because you can't just fail a transaction when there's a line of people trying to buy burritos from you and say, oh, well, I guess we can't sell them for another five minutes. Sorry. That's no good. Yeah. That's a bad look.
1: This is another reason why I am a big proponent of uh, if you're going to be a uh, merchant accepting Bitcoin and sats to run your own node and just know enough about it to, to operate it because it's not like, it's it's daunting at first, like any hobby, I think. Mm-hmm. you know. But uh, after a little practice and after some testing and after using it, getting in the car and driving, let's say, uh, you will have your own channels and your own node and your own liquidity and so you don't have to rely on somebody else's working and if your stop's working, you can fix it because it's all on your stuff. You know, you don't have to put a ticket in or wait for somebody else to fix stuff. So, yeah. Um. although there's a bigger learning curve for sure, Uh. in the end, you're going to have more freedom control and, you know, you can make it work. Like, say you have a big event and you're going to sell a lot of burritos that day. Yeah. The day before, you can make sure you have enough inbound liquidity, like three times what you've ever done. Yep. To make sure, and then you're good, and you don't have to worry about if somebody else makes it wacky, you know.
0: Yep. And so you know, you just this the assumption I have of what was going on is that there were a lot of moon wallets being created that day because there was a lot of people yep. showing up and making new ones because that's what the uh, that's what they had told they uh, in the pamphlet. That's what it tells you what to do. So when you walk on, if you don't have any coin, they'll tell you to install this. You set up your moon wallet, and they have some instructions for backing up, which I'm sure don't get followed. And uh, they'll even give you some free coins. So anyway, so what you have is um, this large number of wallets that were immediately spun up, but most of them are like, oh, there's 10,000 sats in it. Mm -hmm. And then one of them, which had never been used with any uh, regularity before today, all of a sudden started pushing through, you know, hundreds of thousands of sats right to give out yeah million a mil oh i think they went over a million sats i was trying to find figure out exactly how much they did in sales and the uh you know moon is automatic it has an algorithm that's supposed to detect when these things are happening and react to them fast Mm -hmm. and i think we stress tested that uh especially the fast part of it it seemed like it fixed itself but it did not react in the way that you wanted to well
1: and if you think too just about the basics of how a channel Opens like if an algorithm triggers and says, Oh, we need more liquidity, then a channel has to open, and so you have to uh make an on train transaction uh, for that to happen. And wh- then that has to have that's at least two or three blocks that have to be confirmed
0: in, in order internal to internal to Moon. They don't use lightning channels, they have their other oh, crap in I see, inside. I see. So Moon does some workaround, so it's it's not they're like continually the virtual channels. channels
1: or something like that.
0: They have some kind of technology, I think they're called. It's either, is it a super channel or something like that? They have I, some name for it. I've read a little bit, but I'm, I'm, I'm
1: that's out of my uh, depth for sure. No. Uh, there
0: was a lot of, so I was learning new stuff today. The number one thing that I would bring up with people, including um, a lot of people who you thought would know, you know, they knew a lot about Bitcoin and technology and lightning sure. is I would mention Keysend. Yes. And nobody knew what, key, I didn't meet one person who knew what Keysend was, including people I thought kind of should have sure so that's a in podcasting 2.0 that is standard we never do anything but key send right but these uh these guys are used to the invoice method and so they were asking like how do you even tip yeah you know, and i was like well you know key sends the way we do it yeah <laughs> that's how you, if you want to send a gram, it's kind of the same thing you know if i want to send gram to the guy who's serving me uh, a burrito you know Yep, That would be the way it happens.
1: And so this is a, this is yet another uh, reason we recommend running a node is because a key send is tied to a node specifically. So you can use somebody else's node to resend key, uh, send and receive key send payments just as you can use somebody else's node to run your wallet of. Now, a lot of people who are just in the car driving and not really uh, doing more deep diving don't really think about <laughs> nodes and how they work, but... If you have any Bitcoin wallet, whether it's an on-chain or a Lightning wallet, and you aren't running a node, somebody else is because they are all attached to nodes. They are all attached to Bitcoin nodes. There's no wallet that exists off of a node. Mm. They're all on nodes. So um, it's just another kind of sovereignty issue where it's like, okay, well, we can can push back and say this may be too hard or I don't understand it, but... uh, in, in my opinion, it's one of the things worth learning is node operation because um, in the long run, you know, you're going to be leaps and bounds ahead of uh, most people who use Bitcoin and uh, more sovereign, more secure uh, as a result of it as well.
0: Yeah. There was a couple other things that I thought were interesting. Um, aside from the people who seem to know at least a couple of the podcasts on the Podcast 2.0 banner, there was a lot of people who were who didn't know much about podcast podcasting 2.0 at all mm-hmm. or how it what it could do or what the the state of it was yeah. but were extremely interested in it and most of the time i was talking to people uh, about um you know just what is podcasting 2.0 i'm talking about rss and, yep. uh, that it's a new version of the podcasting standard is what i described it as mm-hmm. I said, it even has Bitcoin is part of the standard now, so it makes it easy to just do it. And so, uh, I had the little pitch. I was refining a little bit throughout the day, trying on different people. Sure. And, um, one of the more interesting people came by was that artist, and I saw you talk to him. He was the guy with paint all over him. Yeah, <laughs> he was wrote it on the bike. Yep. And he was—he was an interesting guy. He was talking about all his side gigs, and but then he was kind of he—he w- went on talking about. um like he was bartending for for uh, Richard Branson and you know all these other stories. He was mm-hmm. he was an interesting fella. Yeah. We were talking for a long time. Uh, I, I think he talked to all stuff. three
1: of us for a long time at different points. Yeah. Because I know that uh, he also mentioned being an old punk uh, scene guy. So he, and so, Lorian sicked him onto uh, Behind the Schemes. He was like, "You're gonna love these guys. That's where you need to be. Is Behind the Schemes." Well, <laughs> I
0: told him I sick, I put him on Behind the Schemes too because he. He pointed at that logo, the one that I think Bags drew. Yep. Um, it for, looked so
1: good on the poster.
0: And he said, wow, what's that? Yeah. Is that? And he was trying to figure out if it was a band uh, album title or something like yep. that. He said, no, that's behind the schemes. He's talking about being a roadie, and I was pitching behind the schemes yeah, to Yeah,
1: definitely. You know,
0: one of those guys, he was a lighting guy, a long-time lighting guy.
1: Somewhere out there, Boobery is saying, oh, shit, yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. Is <laughs> a... Oh, it was great. People around our neighbors were cool, and uh, just had a hell of a time.
1: Yeah, it was really great. It was a lot of fun. Um, It was. uh, It was eye opening because there was a lot of things I did today that I've never done before, and namely, selling goods off of my phone somewhere else. I was downtown. You know, I was in Westport in Kansas City, selling goods directly to my node here. In the bowl.
0: Yeah, that was really cool.
1: Over Tor. And, you know, people talk about Tor is slow, Tor is slow. Tor is a little bit slow. You tap on the uh, generate invoice, and then maybe six to seven seconds later, you have a QR code that is scanned. And then once it is scanned, the sats are there. Once it's scanned, it's about two seconds later and the sats are there. It is, to see it in real time, blew my mind Every time it happened, it was it was so cool. And just watching that number go up and knowing that this is all in my own equipment at my house that's on, that's running. Uh, I already set it up. I already have it exactly where I want it. Um, BTC pay server is hella cool. And I, that's why if anybody is looking to make an online store or uh, do, you know, these little traveling uh festivals and shows where you have a booth, a vendor booth, and you want to take Bitcoin, like that is the way to go. Just run your own stuff, and then BTC Pay Server. It is easy to set up, uh, relatively speaking. Uh, If you find it is not so easy, and you uh, want to call me a liar, I'll help you do it. I'll help you set it up, because I've been through kind of the snags, and um, I'm happy to help people. Uh, You can do just a point of sale so that you can just punch in the total and give them an invoice or you can also generate a whole online store where all of your inventory exists and you take little pictures and descriptions of it and people can add it to a cart and receive a QR at checkout at their leisure. And you can have that on a public facing website uh, via an IP to tour bridge. People can just visit it. So it's not like, you know, a lot of this node stuff is you've got to be on your own local network in order to access it. But with a certain bridge opened up via BTC server, you can say, all right, well, you can access this one part of my node, which is called the store where you buy shit. And then, you know, pick what you want, generate a cart, scan the invoice, boom. Yep. It's very cool. It's an elegant, uh, very slick thing to... To to run so
0: so this is the real experience of the Bitcoin Block Party it's what actually happened and we were going out of I was definitely going out of my way to talk to a bunch of random people and figure out more about how it was put together and what the I was asking the I was asking the staff was there a training session that everyone <laughs> went to. Um, how do you know what, when someone comes up, how do you know what to say yeah. to onboard them? Is there a process? And I, like, I'm grilling them on stuff like that, the, the technical aspects of it. And you could tell it was the first time they've done it and everyone's a volunteer, but the, uh, I'll tell you what, the mainstream version of this story is, uh, is not going to, I, I just doubt is going to capture any of this because we had, uh, a news crew there. Yep. Uh, local news was filming. They shot some B-roll, probably of us. They shot some B-roll of some other things around. And I was just thinking about the news crew kind of came in. They all looked disappointed. Like, the the woman had to carry her own camera around. She set it up and then did her stuff in front of it. Yeah. It's like, yep. ah, they must have had staff cuts. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, but, and it's like, everybody's like, oh, you're making a bunch of money? You're making a bunch of money? You're making a bunch of money? And it's like, well, like, as far as sats like, we made like a bunch of real money. hundreds, hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of satoshis, guys. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, but business is booming. Yeah, but they didn't. Uh, there, there's no curiosity from that. It seemed like they were there to get the B-roll of the guys in the booth with the mm-hmm. mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> the brothers, the brothers. Everyone thought we were related. They yeah. thought we were a family, <laughs> uh, which is fun. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't think I don't. I don't think I look like you. I
1: don't think we're like that similar. <laughs> we, we, we are both white guys with mustaches. So yeah, that's so kind of I as far as it goes. It's but.
0: close enough. But the, the kicker was, I got mistaken for you yesterday. Also <laughs> yeah, by know. another person. So yeah. that, was, uh, that was fun.
1: This must be closer than we realized, maybe. I don't, who knows? I,
0: I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not either. It's, it
1: kind of scratched my head. but, but
0: uh. It seems par for the course, though, because one of the things, uh, what we were kind of kicking shows kicking the can for ablecraft i was reading a lot of stories in the news about um just denigrating bitcoin especially oh, sure. right after bitcoin miami it was all um new york post doing stories they had bitcoin fans are psychopaths who don't care about anyone. study shows you yep. know that was a good one <laughs> you talked
1: about that i think on a bull after bull we <laughs> uh, on chain, off chain, shit stain segment. Yeah, I
0: think I, I think I saw that in your notes too. I remember that. That was on my list. There was a number of ones where um, they're just just say oh it was a dud the show was bad yep bitcoin 20 and and they had you know bitcoin uh struggles to find its star power in miami you know it's sure just, yeah what they mean is that they didn't have uh jack dorsey in there whatever yeah they need some
1: a-lister when, or some fucking heavy where hitters. was the celebrities
0: yeah you know oh, adam curry was there have you heard of him hello yeah, i don't know they they're, they're sensitive to when tom brady does a crypto commercial yeah. for some scammy trading thing that's all mm-hmm. about trading and not about actually using it yeah. they love that but they don't they're not interested in the uh the pedestrian side of things which is a booth on the side of the road where you're yep. selling your stuff yep For very low fees. All
1: real world applications. I mean, Bitcoin is so poorly understood, not only by the people outside of it, but also by many of the people who actually hold, use it, buy it, sell it, all of this kind of stuff. And uh, at the coding school, sometimes I'll poke and, you know, I'll just like say Bitcoin and I'll just like bring it up a lot or just like throw it out there, you know, a little poke here, a little poke there. And like um, the most ever got is like, some students were like, uh, like one kid was like, oh, yeah, I lost a bit of, on uh, Bitcoin. I was like, oh, you... You, so you sold it, huh? <laughs> it's like the only way you can lose money is uh, if I, if he sold it. <laughs> yep. He's like, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's always something like that. Or uh, if you ask him, I wonder if he had Hood installed. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah, I wonder like about that.
1: that. Or, you know, like Robinhood or pay, maybe PayPal, which I don't know if you still can get Bitcoin on it, but... For a moment there, you could finger wag buy Bitcoin, but really you could buy Bitcoin and then you had it in PayPal and then you had to sell it in PayPal. Like you couldn't send it anywhere. You didn't have it. If you, you just had a number on PayPal's app that says, oh, we have Bitcoin here.
0: What you could do with that is send Bitcoin, quote unquote Bitcoin on PayPal to someone else's PayPal. Oh, sure. And, okay. it, it, and it wouldn't give them Bitcoin. You Like right. there was no way to It would to do, do the do a same a thing that it
1: does to you where it's like, all the Bitcoin in PayPal exists and it's all PayPal's, but then you can send your PayPal Bitcoin to Bob who has oh, PayPal Bitcoin. I think the But then he still has to sell it for USD in order to ever get it out of PayPal. Yeah.
0: The idea was that PayPal had a node or a series of nodes that if you wanted to pay someone who had a PayPal with your Bitcoin, you could give it to PayPal. Ooh. And PayPal would pocket the Bitcoin and they give the fiat fun coupons to the guy you you That's were so nasty. It, it, and so it was their scheme to acquire more Bitcoin sure. without paying the fees at the uh, exchange. Because even PayPal, even PayPal does not want a
1: KYC at the end of the day.
0: Yep, killing your constitution. That's what it stands for. I like it.
1: <laughs> I like it. So. Well, uh, uh, I don't know if you had a chance to catch the... The latest. Oh, there's oh, one, one
0: more I wanted to throw in because no, 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 I I teased it last night, which was the uh, that's... the anti Bitcoin porno.
1: <laughs> now you have to tell me more details about this because
0: now uh, I just read the article about it, and the 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 plot of it was uh, that this woman is she's upset that her man has spent all he's wasted all his money on crypto trading. Oh God! And so she needs to reform him. And so it has, you know, everything to set up, you know, they have the dumb schlub, uh, the guy who's into crypto, and he's a moron, he just spends all their money. And so she's, Hmm. she takes him to a, uh, it's like, oh, we went to the financial advisor, but, you know, and the the hot financial advisors there, then it's, you know, they go to, I think it had a, it's supposed to have a hot FBI or a uh, IRS agent, you know. Oh god. Bow chicka Bow Wow and uh, a number of basically a series of these, but the uh, the story of the news art article... now I didn't get to watch it obviously. Uh, I've been i I've Yet. been over at your house. Yet. <laughs> we'll see what happens when I get back home. <laughs> uh I'm currently at a at a at friend's house right now. Yeah, that's right. I guess we didn't mention you are
1: live in my studio yeah, where we're... I've done a I've done a. We've done a couple able crafts live from your studio in person, but yeah. now I'm, now you're uh, returning the favor.
0: Short of uh, putting it up on the living room TV uh, and watching <laughs> it together, <laughs> which I don't know, <laughs> I don't think that's in the cards. Uh, to be honest,
1: I never know until you find out.
0: The um, just the the idea of it, where they they were promoting it as this. Oh yeah, here's the. Uh, you know the truth about crypto, and it's going to teach these people that that they're just going to lose their money if they invest, if they spend anything on. Uh, well, in in one sense, if you think about crypto as all crypto, yeah, okay, the majority of it's garbage. Sure. Right? Um, but then it it just seemed like it was this wave of anti uh, sovereignty that was coming through. You know, you had Bitcoin Miami. It stirred up the hive, and they decided they were going to. Uh, <laughs> They decided they were just going to take you to, to task for it. They don't, we don't want none of this here. We got a counter program and what better way to propagandize people than literal pornography with your political message baked into it.
1: Mainstream porn is just always like,
0: uh, yeah, that's uh, why.
1: Don't uh, trade crypto and uh, do fuck your stepsister.
0: Also. Great. Am- okay, great. Amateur porn's better.
1: Come on. <laughs> Uh, if you think about it, though, at the end of the day, porn is really just videos of people at work.
0: <laughs> I was drinking. <laughs> I got it right the uh, swing oh of beer. Oh, my God. Here we go. I hear we get some come coming while I was talking. We are getting some
1: boosts. Um, I will just say the live boost real quick, because it's more convenient to mention. Uh, and uh looks like Carolyn started us off from Fountain with 8888. Oh, nice. That's a lucky boost. She says nuts with emojis of... Uh, an acorn and a peanut and a nut and bolt. And then she says, block party fun with a string of some more emojis. Uh, star eyes and hard eyes and a hundred and the party brain.
0: Yes. 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 Hogscar 20... Blaine's.
1: Yes. Thank you. Carolyn of the Hog Story Blaines, as cold would as like to say. Yes. Uh, hogstory.net. Check them out. Uh, 2222 from Harv Hat, uh, who boosts from Kirio and loves to. Uh, just boost without notes. We appreciate you, hat And, uh, 600 sats from Boobs. We just ISO dropped. Uh, hope y'all had fun today. When in doubt, always watch porn with a friend. Yes. Yeah. That's good advice. Good advice. He capitalized porn. That's how much he respects it. No, it's it's a capital, noun. capital P on Proper porn. Proper noun. Proper noun. Uh, I can scroll back. So, apologies for being absent for so long. Had a little bit of a health issue that knocked me out for a while. And, um, uh, uh our last one was was it three weeks back? Or am I going four weeks? I'm looking at there's one here from Harvhat. Oh, who says he got base messages also. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Um
0: I think it was it, uh that maybe that twenty one twelve.
1: Twenty one twelve from your mortals. He says, Cheers for the kind words, fellas. I'd love to have a copy of the high res banner JPEG if you're okay with that. And promote more what you're up to on my show, which we did end up sending uh Kyron A. Uh, high res, I believe it ended up being a PDF what we sent him, but, uh, that all worked out. So mm-hmm. he, uh, he did tweet us earlier today and say, Oh, you guys had the best parties.
0: No, yeah. we still have the helipad issue. I see you have the same helipad issue I have, which is that it interleaves your main, your other podcast. They're all in the same bin together. So you have to scroll by bowl after bowl stuff yes. to find the ablecraft stuff in the middle.
1: Yep. You've got to be, uh, you got to have a sharp eye. And uh, this is also, we're scrolling back to where the Unicode issues weren't fixed in Fountain 2, but that has since been fixed, which is nice. Um,
0: You know, Control-F
1: can be your friend in these sort of situations.
0: Oh, yeah. You can get them all highlighted.
1: Where we can type
0: Ablecraft, and then
1: uh, the highlight makes it a lot quicker. Let me tell you what. Uh, We got a 2,000 sat boost from Boobery uh, out of Fountain and he simply says uh, boost me bitch boost me bitch <laughs> very nice it's a little hot sorry about that um scrolling up here we have a 1111 from so- it, signs of new growth making it rain making it, it rain rain and ones with uh interested in hearing about how the bitcoin block party goes well, gave a good recap and uh, we will check out robert why Wile- oh god now uh, he told me how to say it I believe it's Willie, and now I have to look it up again. Because uh, we were certain it was Wiley, and then he said it was Willie.
0: So we have some uh, business with Signs of New Growth. Uh, I was talking to you about this before. I think. We're, oh
1: yeah, you were telling me a little bit about this.
0: We're gonna do a uh, a collab with them. It sounds like we're uh, working on. Uh, now I I've got some ideas of what song we want to do. I need to. We're after this episode is when we're do, gonna do our heart to heart on the status of the. Do you want to announce it? Yeah, absolutely. The Able uh, Able and the Wolf new album. Yes. Um, We're going to work on another album. There's a couple songs with some lyrics and some ideas, and we got to workshop some stuff while we're here in person and uh, uh, see what's working, see what's not working. Yes. And uh, my strategy, I was was talking to Lorian a lot uh, the other day, and I was saying my strategy for my whole career has been only do stuff you're good at and avoid everything you're not good at. (laughs) And so uh, I wouldn't. I was thinking about what we what did we do really well in the past? What's it been a year of Ablecraft mm-hmm. by now? Uh, a year of of doing projects with you at least more than that, and it seems like the album worked out really well. The music uh, writing and recording that was extremely satisfying. I think we had a you know a leg up on some of the other that that was where we were shining. You know, sure, it's when we were uh, ahead of the pack. And some of the stuff that I've been working on just isn't has not been working very well. Like the the app development, um, mm-hmm. the web development stuff. I'm just not a web developer. Period it is what I'm taking away from it. And the amount of resources that it takes to put together the little page, just the one little page that I wanted to get up there, yeah, is keeps growing because you have to keep strapping on new, different technologies to account for all the different weirdness of What does the podcast index API give you versus what's really in the database? And how much do you have to actually pull um, all these different feeds to figure out which one's a music feed? And it's possible. And I have a bunch of stuff that works basically when I'm there and I'm punching in the exact right values in the code, but it's not ready for prime time. And I don't think it ever will be. I just, I'm not the guy to do that.
1: Well, one thing, a couple of things I want to say about web development is First, it's one of those things that takes a long time to get comfortable at, uh, and second, it's one of those things that, at least so far in my experience, and in the experience of most people that I've talked to, close to me who I've had, who I've been able to have candid discussions with about it, it's one of those things where you never really have a product that's done. It's always waiting for an update or waiting for a next better version that you're going to fix things in, you know? Yeah. And, um, it's also kind of, uh, in my experience personally because I look at guys like Martin who does Podfriend, um, Stephen Bell who does CurioCaster, like, these guys who develop an app by themselves, I don't understand it. I don't, I am like, these are guys that have years and years of development experience and, and, it's like just, it absolutely sends me in a state of total awe and respect for guys who can do that because I find myself that I develop and work really well and work really quickly on a team, even if it's a team of two. I feel I find I can get incredible amounts of work done. But if I am just developing an app on my own, I mean, I, he wrote out the uh, Abel and the Wolf version one, right? And it's like, a single page React app that doesn't even have routing. So you can't even like give somebody a URL to a certain page in it. You know, oh, yeah. you have to go there and click on something specifically. And I'll fix that in a future update. But like even something as as simple as that, it's incredibly simple. Most of it was just writing copy. Um was still an undertaking, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. It's one of those things where you can't really, people are just like, oh, well, sit down and learn how to, you know, make a web app, learn how to do web development. It's like, it's really not that simple, especially if you're doing a solo.
0: So I'm, I think I'm taking on a different role where, um, for Podfriend, I was talking with Martin about what, trying to th- come up with a way that I can contribute to this in, uh, using skills that I have and avoiding skills that I don't have. And one of the things that I do have is a a vision for how I think some of this should look and how I have strong opinions about how humans should interact with software. And uh, that's something I do do in my day job is try and refine those sorts of things. Um, So I'm going to try and take that role and step away from the raw programming and, and, and just consult on, you know, what should what should you see what should you not see what should be emphasized what should not be emphasized and uh see if i i'm, I'm actually writing a little report for him, uh that's with awesome. all, with my comments and thoughts and i think it might be open source so maybe we can all read it and you can all uh get my get my take on this cool. uh, in a formal way um and i think that's going to be more valuable uh, not to toot my own horn, but I just think that'll be more valuable than me putting up a crappy website that doesn't do anything well. And it has no explanation for why I'm making the decisions I I am, you know? Sure. So I think I'm, I'm going to shift to doing that instead of, uh, instead of this, uh, Python, uh, what is it? Flask web development, trying to run a server off, mm. off a computer in a pizza see, box, you know? That's another wild thing about web development is like, Everybody
1: learns web development, and then they talk to other guys in web development, and it's like I've never worked with Flask at all. Oh yeah, I don't know what Flask does. Oh yeah. Oh, well, I do. I've done React, and I've done the .dot net stack. And then other guys will be like, well, I don't use that. You know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Stephen Bell, he's told me what he uses for a caster, and I can't ever remember. Uh, it's crazy how fragmented the the whole scene is. So. And everybody's opinion is that everyone else is way of doing it sucks and everyone else's language sucks and everyone else's framework sucks and the one that they uh the one that they work in it's like it's not the best it has its issues but the other ones definitely suck you know <laughs> it's kind of like <laughs> that's the general vibe you get in web development <laughs> it's, a wonderful, yeah. it's a wonderful uh place to be
0: so on the music front with signs of new growth um i think we're going to do some music with them and leave the l- let them do some technical development uh because they're going to integrate it in a way where I think we're gonna get a split. We're gonna basically do a collab on a song. And uh it'll it'll be a Science of New Growth song, not a Abel and the Wolf song, but it'll be, you know, featuring us, I guess.
1: That's cool. So Yeah, I'm very excited about that. And uh they just had another song
0: released in the past few days. Oh, uh, uh what was the name? I may have heard it.
1: Um now, I, now the name escapes me. It was like an ode to the current kind of uh uh, American Situation. Oh, was
0: it called America?
1: It might have been. Now, yeah. I, now I want to have to
0: look it up. I, I got a... Uh, I've listened to most of their stuff at this point. Um, I got... Because we were collabing. trying There's to figure so out what we is, wanted
1: to do. This whole week has been so packed.
0: <laughs> they were they were nice enough to send me a, uh, a bunch of di- the songs they were working on to try and Ooh. pick one that we want. So... I may not have heard it on their feed. I think I heard the the rough mix of these things, so it would be kind oh, of yes. cool to listen and see how uh, the final one USA is. USA was the name of it. USA, yeah. yeah. Okay, there you go. The
1: Poetic Eulogy for the United States of America, yeah. which is, um, I knew it had this the somber kind of uh, theme to it. Yeah. But uh, yes, and then they, uh, they come in right after that with a 3333. Uh, the note just says, thank you, bitch. Thank you, bitch. <laughs> so thank you very much.
0: Well, that was bowl after bowl. Oh, you're right. That was bull after bull. Goodness gracious. These guys have started boosting. I did that on Rare Encounter, too, because they sent a Rare Encounter boost. And I saw, oh, Signs of New Growth. Yep. And I just I...
1: assume it's them. but no, they're they're supporting all kinds of stuff. Yeah. This is great. Oh, silly me. Silly me. And I should have known better because they're all highlighted. And I yeah. probably can just up arrow now. Um, yeah, Uh. Yeah, We. I need to get to. Oh, you I've read that one. I've read that one. Here we go. This is a new one from Mere Mortals Podcast. Okay. One, two, three, four. Uh, just managed to self-host my value-for-value value podcast with Castapod. Having never done something like that before, it was a huge learning curve for me. Crazy that you guys have been doing this sort of thing before convenient <laughs> software like Castapod for so long. Um, well, thank you. And congratulations, by the way, Castapod's a really cool tool. I tried to use it before it was ready, uh, was my problem. Um I really did try to do Castapod, and it wasn't quite... They hadn't done import yet, and I think uh, uh, Dave and Adam have talked about the same thing, because we all tried it at the same time, and we were all kind of having the same issue. Mm -hmm. Um, And my Podbean subscription, like, my year that I had bought was running out. So I just kicked the can down the road another year and did another year with that. But uh, I'll probably... I'll try to switch to a self-hosted option very soon, because it's kind of my style. But, uh, you know, sometimes... You take uh, convenience over uh, the things that you want.
0: I'm I'm a huge fan of Podcast Generator now. Um, I've spoken about this before, but this is one that uh, um, Cold Acids really brought that. It was not podcasting 2.0 at all. It didn't have any features, and it was not in active development. He really took the reins for that, and we, we've spoken about it before. But my, my thought is I want to find a good way to quickly deploy Podcast Generator on something like Linode or one of these services. Sure. Um, because once it's set up there that's what we use for rare encounter and it is i use it every week and it is extremely intuitive it does everything you want it to do for the kind of podcast that we have and it it's just a perfect fit the feature and i've said this before i'll say it again the the it has this feature where you can type in any tag that you want associated with the episode like it has an empty text box you can just paste in if you want an extra value tag if you want an extra something tag if there's a new feature you want to try and just put it in that episode you can just do it and you you don't have to that's very cool if if i wish that
1: hosts would do that like uh you know maybe put it behind a here there be dragons warning or something but like i wish the host would just let you put in some tags that you want if they don't support it but it's just like well it is your rss feed like i wish more hosts would just take that mentality of like oh yeah you were using our hosting service but it's still your rss feed so if you want to put a tag in there you can do it Mm -hmm. um but
0: you know that uh, To me, that's a killer feature, especially for people who want to have a professional-looking you know, feed. Because some of the hosting, it, it kind of gives you a feed that looks like everyone else's feed. It yeah. has no nuance to it. It's just like you get the one-size-fits-all
1: you know My feed from Podbean, the, the biggest pet peeve I have of it is on the interface when you post an episode, there's a kind of a blog situation. And so I just take the show notes Lorian makes and I put them over there also. And the problem is that generates that generates c data and fills three different tags in the feed with the identical big block of c data, which is our entire blog post so I could probably figure out a more elegant way to enter it in, but really, this is all just baked into my website redesign, and like I have ideas for it that just aren't put together yet, and you know it always takes longer than you uh want it to take and uh these are these are the woes of web development, you know, yeah. But uh, no, self hosting. That's that's good. It's a good way to go. Yep, we definitely approve.
0: We need a cookbook. We need a cookbook for getting uh, self host on any one of these services. Just maybe even just one. You know, just yeah. make it work for one good service, and uh, that that like a cookbook that you can give to someone and says, "Hey, you do this. You set up this account,
1: mm-hmm. and uh,
0: you, you these are the features you need to click. You know, just a quick walkthrough because for someone like me, I, you know, I understand some things about how the servers are supposed to work, but I don't understand how to navigate the, uh, the, uh, the service providers. I won't even say their web page, but it's like, there's some, some lore that you need to know yeah. to get it, to get it set up. Right. And if we got a list of the right answers for all the questions that they're going to ask, then, uh, I think it'd be easier to pull this stuff off.
1: There's a uh, 4444 sliding in in real time from boobs at a
0: fountain saying it's my tag and I need it now. <laughs> I have a podcast and I need sats now. <laughs> Thank you bitch. Yeah.
1: That's right. Um Well, so I don't know if you uh, had a chance in this wild weekend to catch the uh, uh latest podcasting 2.0 that came out.
0: I did not. We were g- we were almost going to listen to it and then it just Too many things were going on, I couldn't put it on.
1: I had the luxury of a very long drive both to and from my uh, wedding gig yesterday, and so I had the chance to, I had the opportunity to catch up on it and listen to it. Uh, A big chunk of discussion about uh, the future of music on this thing and how we want it to look and uh, how it should be, you know, how we should be teaching people how to put it on there, you know. Uh, one of the main discussions centered around what do we do for a band, and how do we identify? Like, why should the why should the album be a feed, and uh, how do we connect the bands together? And the what I think is a very elegant solution that was posed by uh, Sir Alex Gates is just use the you know we've we've been in our use case we've been pretty much adopting all of the pod podcasting namespace tags, and just using. You know, converting them to an equivalent in the music world. And so we've said, okay, your item is an episode over in podcast world, now it's a track over here. Your feed is a show, now we're gonna make the feed the album. Uh, and we credited the band in a person tag,
0: uh-huh.
1: and we also credited ourselves individually in person tags, which I think also makes sense. And we credited our artists for the uh, album art in person tags with uh, taxonomy Uh, attributes that actually don't exist right now in the they're not canon that we just made them up we just put them in there because there wasn't really perfect stuff in there for us so we just stepped on dicks and put on what we thought was good you know what we think uh uh would work and uh really as with my understanding of how the thing works anyway like it's just what surfaced in the apps under the names you know and so it'll print uh, in bold your name and then under in non-bold text like your little role whatever you do you know
0: yep uh, and, and so for a podcast uh, podcasting 2.0 music player there's no difference between a uh, drummer and a saxophone player because all it means is which string is displayed next to your name right and there's no functional difference there's no functional meaning between that but there might be a functional meaning between um Knowing that something is the band and knowing that something is someone who is in the band. Right. Because if you're looking for more stuff that I did, for example, uh, there's stuff, you know, music I've done that's not able in the wolf and the same with you. I know you have music that's not able in the wolf. So. Right. Yep. And that's different. That's a different question you might ask the app is to show you more of that mm-hmm. versus show me more able in the wolf, which is soon to come out. Sure. Uh, Hopefully, uh, I don't know if we're gonna have a we'll we'll pick a release schedule when we have more things. Figured I know out.
1: you'll just have a date hit you, and then you'll tell me, and then I'll be like, <laughs>
0: "What? Oh, okay. Yeah, we gotta finish it up,
1: and then it'll just work." Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the proposal Alex Gates put forth was that we could use the uh what I believe is not uh, officially uh, pushed into the namespace yet, yeah, but it's in development in the current phase. Is the uh, network slash channel tag, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm I've I haven't been on the GitHub, so I haven't read like the debate on this or the uh, um kind of what the wording is or what they're calling it. Really, uh, I've seen a bit on the socials about it, and I've also uh, they talk about it in some detail in the latest podcasting 2.0. But essentially, in the podcast world, your channel or network, whichever. Uh, Word they're gonna go with uh-huh. is a way to identify separate feeds that also s- live under the same umbrella. So, uh, say there's an Infowars network, and all the Infowars shows show all the Infowars shows would have the same tag. Or say there's NPR podcasts, all the NPR shows would have the same channel slash network tag, and uh-huh. so then you could just parse by that and uh, say, oh, give me all the NPR ones. And maybe there's a whole channel page That apps could build out Just based on what that has And then in the band world Or in the music world I should say Then you could just put a band in there Mm -hmm. And so then all the band stuff Would display on a similar Use case for what the Apps are already going to put as a channel And I think that would work and translate beautifully Because you got all the albums in there as feeds And I would say On top of it You could do individual artists Mm
0: -hmm. uh
1: and and my hope i guess my hope is that you could have multiple of these tags in there because in all honesty like you could see where a one podcast could maybe belong to two networks Mm -hmm. um especially if one was like a smaller subsidiary inside of a bigger umbrella of a network say Uh uh-huh uh this opens the door on the music side for labels too so if you have a label Maybe you've got all the stuff that's on the certain label and you've got that as a a network tag or a channel tag inside the RSS feed. So that kind of expands the ability for the apps to deliver an experience to the user that makes more sense and that's accessible within the structured data on the feed.
0: The pushback I would have with that is, just in the, the label idea, is when I wanted to listen to Billy Joel, for example, I in my music player i have artist billy joel and if i'm looking for maybe if the if the layer above that was label instead so if if artist wasn't the top level sure then what you might find is that if i'm looking for billy joel well he's been on a couple different labels including right. some really bad ones that don't exist anymore of course <laughs> well citing his first album where all the uh, i think the situation was that they recorded it Fine, but then it was when it was pressed to vinyl. They pressed, they uh, they etched the uh, the master at the wrong speed, and so it was a semitone high, uh, you know. And and so anyway, there was a company that no longer exists and is completely irrelevant, except for the history of why how his first album got put out. If you're interested in that, but if I open up my iPad or my iPod, you know, back in the day, what I would actually be looking for is I want to listen to Billy Joel. Of course, he yeah. Here's a list of his albums. Yeah. And if I, that's how people are used to listening to music, and yes. they don't care what was done on Columbia Records versus yeah. what was done on something else. And, Correct. I don't
1: know. Well, and and to that point as well, I don't really foresee labels being a huge player in the podcasting 2.0 thing, at least for a number of years. I mean, they're mm-hmm. going to be one of the last people to get in the game if they do. But and and to your point too, like absolutely, people should be. Primarily searching by artist and surfacing by artist, it's going to deliver the experience that people actually want and use. Um, but what I'm hoping for is the ability to put several in there that all work the same way. Oh, yeah. And so it's not that the band or the artist is the top level and the labels the next level. There can be They're all the equal hierarchy of just a channel tag, sort of like you have a split and a value split. And everybody who's in the split is in there. Or if you have P-person tags, you can just line up however many people there are. You can just keep sticking them in there, and nobody's really top or bottom. But if you search for anybody, they're in there, and so you can find them. And thus, with like a band, you could search for it and find it. And also that page display on the other side that the apps are going to present. You can present a page for the band because the band tag exists in the channel Mm -hmm. tag. Similarly, if we're going to eventually, and I think eventually there is a, a place here for labels too. Uh, if you know, there's just dinosaur thinking that has to change over yeah. a way longer period of time. It's obviously not in the short hair crosshairs, like it's not something that we're actively worrying about right now and trying to send emails about. No, but eventually there's a, a space where you could implement that too, where you could, you know, say you got a Saddle Creek Records channel and like. Maybe nobody really goes to it or whatever, but it's there, and they could use it. You know, they could link it on their website or further integrate all of that kind of stuff. So I think it's just another use case that that could make sense for artists.
0: Yeah. Um, then I think that's the discovery. So there's two kinds of things. One is I already know what I want to listen to, and I I know artist song or maybe I know artist album track or something. But then there's another part where I might want to say, you know what? Motown, there's a certain, uh, sound to it. And I know these artists and, and maybe I want to find out what more things they worked on, or, you know, I want to find, I like Daniel Awa. I don't know. I want to listen to, I want to get a list of the stuff he produced. So I, he produced stuff for you too. He produced stuff for Willie Nelson. And usually you wouldn't see them next to each other, but well, there it is. I'm interested in his career. And so I want to go listen to a bunch of different things. And there's a discovery feature, which is not, does not yet exist um, that could be accomplished by this sort of thing so uh
1: so the only real problem I can see or like issue that might need to be resolved or addressed with that implementation is say that's the implementation there's a channel tag uh, and this may already be solved, resolved like like i said i'm I haven't dove on the github side of things, but uh, you put a channel tag in there you've got your band's channel tag they use a certain ID somebody else comes along makes an RSS feed puts wiener 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 70 times in the <laughs> RSS feed and then they put your channel tag in the chat like what's to stop somebody from adding their own stuff to anyone's channel tag
0: yeah no, that's a that's a conundrum
1: and uh I'm not really sure it's,
0: I'm gonna start putting all these any parody song I'm just gonna tag as weird al it'll be like <laughs> fucking <friggin'> line wire
1: <laughs> it's like uh you can see uh some kind of spammy trolley opportunistic uh discovery everyone is talking about discovery 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 we want to be discovered and that that'd be one like uh backhanded way or underhanded way to do it is to like put everybody you know put everybody's channel in your rss feed and then you're in every friggin' thing that shows up
0: i think you just talked me into you know requiring that the you know the things that are in the same feed or in the same uh I don't be coming from the same host i don't know there there has to be a way to tell those apart and it seems like the way that i tell that a bowl after bowl episode is really a bowl after bowl episode not just something that someone named bowl after bowl and made fart sounds into for an hour (laughs) is that one of them is on an rss feed at your url and the other one is on an rss feed at some other url and obviously no one can go into your hopefully not is uh these people aren't adding things to your feed they're creating parallel feeds and giving right. them a similar names so um i guess there's that's probably a, yeah there's probably a, a,
1: a check and balance system on yeah on that and and like i said maybe somebody already knows i can just see smarter people than me rolling their eyes and be like look that's, it's not that hard you just do this and this you know
0: but well yeah you have the uh you sign the feed with your your, yeah, sure, uh, it's private uh, key and you, then it hashes the whole thing. Oh, you, yeah, I know, that's bullshit. No one wants to do you, that. You
1: tokenize the verification and then, you know, that's
0: that's <laughs> a that's a step too far, I think. That's <laughs> this is way out of uh scope yes. for what we we usually Yeah, into.
1: that's correct. But I found that whole talk fascinating and uh it's really refreshing to hear that um so many people are interested in asking about the uh music side of things and I think one of the things that Uh, you and I have been trying to help people just on a person by person basis as they come to us uh, which obviously can't be anything other than a small percentage of the people interested in this Uh, so we're trying to help people as we can but then you know the podcast index uh, all the open source devs are trying to help people as they come into contact with them and uh, there's just no real uh, standardized thing yet now uh Our friend uh, Robert Wiley also has put up a website uh, that's kind of a crude uh, version one explanation of it um, that I haven't been able to come over in detail, but I have kind of scratched the surface, and I really like where he's going with it uh, in terms of just having a place people can go and people can be sent to if they want to do an album on this network. Yes. And how to, you know, what value for value means... How you do a node he runs a raspy blitz too so that's kind of what he talks about there uh maybe we expand the node thing because there's so many options with a node and um that's the blessing and the curse of this whole thing is there's like a lot of ways to do it but then people want to say yeah but how should i do it and it's such a hard question to answer it's like yep how uh, if you ask me i'll always tell you you should run your own node and you could get a start nine embassy or you could get a Raspberry blitz or you could get an number but like run your node in your own house and your own equipment. And then even that isn't something that's agreed upon. Cause some people say, Oh, just throw it on an old laptop. And me, I like to put it on a new ras- raspberry Pi, you know, where I know that all the equipment's only been used for that and it's ready to go. And you know, I can be more confident in it. Um, uh, but some people are like, what are you worried about? Put it on an old laptop you have laying around. Like, why would you go out and spend this money on a new,
0: you know? Yeah. No, it's a, uh...
1: You just get lost kind of in the weeds of the different options and what's right for each individual person. So it would be kind of cool to have a flow chart in a uh, step one, step two. Like you were saying, like a recipe or a cookbook for like how to get this thing done. Yep. And step one, pick any of this. Step two, pick any of this. Step three, pick any of this. (laughs) Step four, publish. Boom, you're good. Forever. Yeah. And put it out there. Uh, I think a benefit of doing the music versus podcasting. Podcasting is kind of an ongoing thing that you're adding to time after time. Whereas, uh, it's way easier to host the music side because you're not, you know, once you host it and put it up there, you're good. And then it has a fixed size and it has, uh, you know, you don't you don't need to keep adding things to it. Uh, mm-hmm. with a monthly subscription to something.
0: Yeah. The the message that I was giving to people about this was. If you look at any of the streaming services, what are they really doing? They have a file server, and it has music data, and parallel with it, it has metadata, yeah, which is in a format that's searchable. And that's what's going on in the background. You get a manifest of all the songs that they think you're going to get, or they, that you've added to your favorites library, depending on what service you get. Uh, for I'm talking about streaming services. And where does it come from? Well, you know, it's a database... Uh, that points you to metadata and it points you to files on a server and there's all the other stuff in between is you know it's encryption or there's other things that have to happen and load balance. all that is kind of fluff if you if you boil it all down that's really what they have is they have a file server with music data and metadata and that's what we're doing and that's, that's kind of my pitch is it's not complicated it's not that hard you should be able to just have a file on the web and have the metadata right next to it and if we have everything in a common format and i don't really care if alex gates's proposal is the best proposal i think we should do it you know i i made my comments on it uh they're the same as my thoughts on it when we published (laughs) stay a while yeah Uh, uh where i said well make sure the band has a person tag even though it's not a person right
1: Sure. Yeah. So okay. And I think it makes great sense uh, when we're comparing it with like the f- past music industry type things that we're familiar with, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you look on a LP, the band is there credited, and then each member of the band is there credited, and then the guy that pushed the knobs in the studio is credited. Mm-hmm. Everyone's credited, right? So uh, there has to be a person uh, solution at the minimum for all of that whether or not we get into the weeds of the channel tag option there has to be a person uh, uh option for all of that
0: i i like your comment on the where now how do you trust what's if someone makes a claim correct that yeah. uh you know uh, abel kirby worked on poopy puberty pants you know right i don't want that showing up in Associated with me, maybe, yeah. or maybe I do. I don't, and,
1: and don't want to spend any time like going after and checking to see if more stuff has cropped up that I have to sweep away,
0: you know. I think that's that's something that we, I want to think more about. I, I'm not going to weigh heavily on the technical implementation, but I think that part's really interesting that now you have claims of association, yeah, and that will be game to hell if you let anyone. <laughs> If you can write anything in there, yeah, and, I mean, with just, no way to verify it, you're gonna have Cheryl Crow is gonna be on my next album, <laughs> you know, whether right. she is or not
1: uh well, and uh, I think also an important thing to point out, and it's it's not a sense of being impatient or like I understand more than uh most how these things go, and like uh however uh, as far as a music, music situation, it's going to be very hard to know the right way to go with some of these tags until there is a music app in which we have, yeah, the ability to test things out and like, see how it works and how it doesn't work. And like, uh, it's not really until you're in the car driving, being like, Oh, well, wouldn't it be better if the car had this in there? And uh, what the hell is this thing doing in the car? Like it's getting in my way, you know? Um, that's sort of when we really answer the, the bigger, tougher questions. So, um, that's why I really want to focus uh, on some sort of a music solution, even if it's a crude one Um, and it's on my kind of to-do list. I had some setbacks in productivity (laughs) due to my health lately. Uh, So that's like, uh, it's already bad enough, you know? And then the mad scramble you have to play uh, with catch up after recovering from something like that is just like, it's kind of wild and crazy. Like to say I'm behind on podcasts is embarrassingly another (laughs) statement, you
0: know? Yeah. Um, well, it's all getting sorted out now. I like the way that this is going. Uh.
1: The one thing I am happy to report is, uh, much in Stephen Bell's style uh, on Podcasting 2.0, he talked about uh, like Sovereign Feeds type of tool where as soon as you flip the medium tag to music, everything should just auto-generate and change the name so that item or episode becomes track and all of that kind of stuff. You oh, know? yeah. Um, and the next day, Stephen made it. So now, so now, 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 uh, sovereign feeds can make a music uh, value for value in the podcasting 2.0. They can uh, generate. Uh, he basically made a bobcat feeder.
0: Yeah. Yep. That's great.
1: Which is uh, He's
0: doing a better job than we could.
1: So. And it's it's integrated into the existing one. So you just you change it to music, and then everything changes to what you need for music. It's it's That's nice. It's pretty cool. So yeah, things are coming along bit by bit, you know, and. Uh, it's it's a it's a long term process, so we have to be thinking about it long term, and that's what we've been doing, and we'll continue to do. So it's uh, it's cool to see the discussions going on. It's kind of like spotlights coming back to music. I love seeing that.
0: Yeah. Well, it uh, was a lot of fun. Uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks, I think we're gonna have uh, another ablecraft episode. I'll be back in Ohio, and. Be able to uh, yell over the outro music. Whoa, 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 whoa! Uh, subtly, are we going? Are we going? <laughs> I think we're. I think it's time to go. Is what that means. Oh my
1: goodness. Oh well. Uh, but yes, thanks so much for hanging out and uh, coming out with a uh, to the Bitcoin Block Party and just staying with us for a while. It's been tremendous. Uh, I
0: like to stay a while. Yeah, got
1: kind of a good thing. <laughs> and uh, everybody listening along, thanks for listening. We'll be back uh, maybe a couple weeks for another recap. Yeah, couple weeks, we'll do a recap. Adios. Cheers.